Welcome to the Healing Circle Podcast, where we talk about everything mental health, faith, and relationships. Though this show is hosted by a licensed therapist, that's me, Kobe, I am not your therapist. These amazing conversations are meant to provide psych education and start some good conversation, but they're not meant to be a substitute for real therapy services. We're excited to learn, grow, and talk with you guys. So let's jump into today's episode. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Healing Circle Podcast. I'm Kobe Campbell. I'm a licensed trauma therapist and I answer your questions and talk about mental health, faith, and relationships. So let's jump right into it. Okay, our first submission. Oh, I didn't mention in the beginning. You can submit your questions or thoughts or situations via the show notes by calling in if you're feeling very brave or leaving an anonymous message that starts with Dear Kobe in our submission box. So now let's get started and jump right in today. Dear Kobe, you've discussed some reasons why isolation would be good would be a good idea. And my question is how does one know when it's God isolating you or your own social anxiety manifesting? Also, what about when you genuinely want fellowship but have low tolerance for others' weaknesses and just really want to keep your peace? It's like I've been isolating and in a season of self-reflection and now when I'm around people, I'm like, yeah, nope. (laughs) I feel that. Not dealing with that. Rather be alone. She put a crying face emoji. And I know the Lord is like, well, how will you learn to love past other shortcomings if you immediately retreat? I need help and prayer, lots and lots of prayer and support. You need support too. Let's start here. One, we all have different tolerances of people in different seasons. Two, our tolerance of other people's brokenness is almost always a reflection of a tolerance of our own brokenness. For some of us, we were raised in situations where we were always going, going, going and showing up for people, doing for people, loving people, sacrificing for people. And I truly believe that you can experience compassion fatigue. Compassion fatigue is when we become emotionally weary of being able to show up for other people. And it's often marked by a disinterest in their stories and a sense of resentment towards them, right? It's not that you don't like the people. It's just, I don't have anything else to give you. And I think for many of us that are in our 20s, 30s, 40s, we really don't have anything else to give to other people. We've given everything to them. And our soul is rising up at the idea that we're trying to give more to other people when our cups have been bone dry for decades. It is truly okay for you to retreat and say, All that I pour into others, I will pour into myself. All that I pour into others, I will pour into myself. Because guess what? When you pour into yourself and build confidence in the way that you show up for yourself, when you do that consistently, it is a pleasure to show up for other people. Showing up for other people when you are annoyed with them and don't want to can deeply harm them. 
It really can. And I'm not saying you always need to be in a good mood to help people. I'm a therapist. I have bad days too. And I still have to see clients. I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is there's a difference between I'm having a bad day right now, but I still do want to help this person. And I don't want to help this person. I don't even want to be around them at all, but I'll pretend because I'll tell you what, a lot of our traumas have come from people pretending to care for us. We got to remember that a lot of our traumas have come from people pretending to care for us. And we don't want to wound people by putting them back in those positions that mimic the places that they were traumatized. And it is okay for us to not have a tolerance for what other people are going through right now. I cannot handle what you're going through right now. I cannot handle anything beyond what I have on my plate right now. Thank you so much for wanting to trust me with your story and with your situation. But right now I have so much on my plate and I just cannot hold your story and hold my own at the same time. We have to start practicing practicing saying things like that. We have to. If you have a low tolerance for other people's weakness, it's because you have a low tolerance for your own weakness. The best way that you can serve other people is to begin tolerating and not just tolerating, accepting and embracing and loving the things that you were told were weaknesses. Many times the things that we are told were weaknesses are nothing of the sort. Nothing of the sort. The things that we were told, yeah, that makes you weak, that makes you insecure. When we really sit with them, they have something to tell us. Every single weakness, every single emotional trait that we want to estrange ourselves from has a story to tell us. If we don't sit with our own stories long enough, we will become irritated and agitated when people ask us to do that for them. So I think this actually starts with you sitting with you. You sitting and praying and talking and processing with friends uh, that you trust or a therapist that you trust about what you are feeling, what you're going through, right? And if you have social anxiety, it's something that you have talked with a therapist and they've let you know you have it, or if you just suspect that you have it based on the symptomology you have, it's okay for you to give yourself what you need. Yeah, there definitely is a time where you do need to step out of your bubble, right? We can't only feed anxiety. We can't only obey it. It can't be our master. But the truth is, when we haven't given ourselves enough, but we try to give to other people, I really believe there is something inside of us that just roars. uh, And sometimes that roar looks like our irritation for other people. (laughs) It's almost like our soul is like, girl, what are you doing? You haven't sat alone and listened to yourself or what's going on in your own heart for a month and here you are on your third coffee date this week right we need that time for ourselves I think that's something that the western world has convinced us out of we need time to ourselves it's healthy to have time to ourselves it's healthy to spend time with ourselves the way we spend time with other people right and I think that you can learn to love other people so you you said something that like um stuck with me the last sentence of what you said was how will you learn to love past others shortcoming if you immediately retreat our job is not to love past their shortcomings our love is our job is to love them in the midst of it we're not meant to overlook the shortcomings we're meant to look the shortcomings dead in the eye and say i love you still Right? Because a shortcoming to us, it may not be a shortcoming to them. We all have different contextual backgrounds. 
but we have to be able to know how we respond to the things that we see as our own shortcomings or else we won't be able to show up for other people. It's us first. Us first. What we're trying to give to other people, us first. How we're trying to love other people, us first. How we're trying to dwell with other people, us first. Us first, us first. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. Still trying to fight off this cold. Us first, always. And I hope that you get to see that. I'm planning on having a retreat. Um, if you haven't been to my Oasis retreat, I'm very sorry. You've missed quite literally the Holy Spirit just descending from heaven. <laughs> like, no joke. You just missed it. Um, but I'm currently working on a new retreat that's going to be in Mexico. And it's for this. It's for people who are emotionally and mentally and physically burnt out. People who are so exhausted. People who need the time and the space to get away, to breathe, to laugh to cry, to move, to dance with like-minded people who care about their mental health, who care about their faith, who want to have a good time, and who also want to see God move in their lives. So keep your eyes peeled. Join my email list for that so that you can get first dibs on all the things that are coming out. Let's move to the next submission. Dear Kobe, I've been taking care of my family and hundreds of children for the past 25 years. I've lost sight of what my interests are. How do I start to recover myself? I can't think of any hobbies or interests I'd like to do that doesn't involve caring for someone else. Thank you. Help. Whew. When I read this, I felt this so heavy so heavy. I don't know if I ever mentioned it on this podcast, but I know I've mentioned it before. Uh, I think it was right after 2020, almost all of 2020, I was pregnant, um, and seeing clients and there was a whole panoramic. It was a lot. And, um, at that point, even when I got pregnant, you know, I had Levi who was two and my life was just spinning. And ever since, giving birth and having that traumatic birth and being in school and all the things like my brain was just like focused outwardly for so long. I remember being in prayer one day and being like, God, what do you want from me? What do you, and like just anticipating that God wanted me to go and do, you know, and God had said so clearly, and it was funny because me and my therapist were working on the fact that I was burnt out. God said, so clear as day. He said, take every Monday off and do only what you want. And I was like, okay, <laughs> what does that mean? I became aware of this internal language of what we call in the therapy wor world, shooting ourselves. Yes, the, the pun is intended. Shooting ourselves. I should do this. I want to do this, but I should do this. I, I should start working on dinner. I should start doing this. I should start doing that. I should start doing this, right? And because my whole life became wrapped around being a mom, being a wife, and and what I should do for my business to grow and all the things, I lost myself. And I'm telling you, I said literally the exact same words. I said to my husband, I don't have a single hobby. I don't know what I like doing besides working and taking care of the house. Like everything I do has a measurable purpose. And it was one of the hardest realizations that I'd ever come to. And what got me out of that place was one, being committed to Sabbath, being committed. And 
Sabbath doesn't even need to be spiritual if you if you're not a believer. For me, it is right. Sabbath is about saying I am putting down all the responsibilities because I'm trusting that in my stillness, someone else is moving on my behalf. In my lack of doing, someone else is moving on my on my behalf, right? And I say this, let me warn you real quick before you do this. I know it sounds cute and pretty with these words. It's going to be excruciating for a while because you are going to be smacked in the face by all of the things that have been trying to get to you, all of the things that have been trying to uh, reach your attention when you stop and you're still. I had to start by going back and saying, what were the things that I was interested in? And am I still interested in them? Some of them was like, yeah, I, I still love to dance. And some of it was like, mm, I don't like doing that as much anymore. It really requires a commitment, a set aside time, a dedicated time every week of you exploring interests. And that sounds fun and cute again, but it's going to be excruciating and exhausting because you're going to go through thing after thing after thing that you don't like. And you're going to feel like you're wasting your time on things that you don't like. And that's time you could have been being more productive, serving other people, or time you could have spent doing something you do love. But the issue is we don't know what you love yet. So I would say taking time to engage in activities that you are slightly interested in and being like, oh, like I'm willing to try that, but have no outcome to productivity. Things that make you laugh and move and bring you a sense of curiosity that have no attachment to productivity. I'm talking about don't turn this into a business. Don't join. I dance, but I decided I wasn't going to join a dance studio. Not right now. One, because I knew that I would get competitive and I would want to train. I wouldn't want to dance anymore. I would want to train because that's what I used to do. I used to train. I don't need to train in anything else in my life right now. My body needs to move without a single burden of what's being demanded of it. Your heart deserves to laugh without a single burden of what's being demanded of it. You know, I, I heard this um, the other day. I can't remember where. It's is either on TikTok or Instagram for sure, but I can't remember where it was. This person said, take care of yourself as if you were taking care of other people. For 25 years, you've been taking care of everyone else. It's time for you to take care of you. It's time. And I know seasons and phases of life are real. Sometimes your parents are getting older. Sometimes you have to be a caretaker. Sometimes someone's life literally does depend on you taking care of them. Still, still, you have to take care of yourself. You taking care of yourself is just as dire as a parent or a loved one being in a place where they need someone to physically care for their every need. You're in that same position. You're in that same place. You deserve that type of care. You deserve that type of attention and attentiveness. So I would say this. Start with one and it doesn't even need to be a day or a large span of time. It might be 10 minutes. For 10 minutes, I'm going to write. For 10 minutes, I'm going to turn on a song and dance. For 10 minutes, I'm going to uh, look up a new hobby, right? Uh, I just know how this feels. I know the weight of how it feels when you're like, you look up and you're like, where am I and who am I? Where am I and who am I? Again, 
I can't wait. And this is exactly why I have this retreat. This retreat is for everyone of all ages who are ready to breathe. Like my other retreat, Oasis, is incredible. It's beautiful. It's powerful. We do some trauma work that that shakes things up for generations. But I was growing to see that people needed solid grounding and footing. People needed to just breathe and rest before they could even engage in that level of trauma work. And that's why I said, okay, I need to, I need to do this other retreat too. I'm going to continue to do Oasis for sure, but I'm going to do this other retreat because there are some people who are ready to do the work because they've found their footing and they're like, I'm ready. And there are some people who are in a place who are like, I can barely take three consecutive deep breaths. And they just need a second to be surrounded by beauty and water and freedom and beautiful things before they can dive into the work of Oasis. Um, so again, I'm so excited to share very soon more about this retreat that'll be coming up next year. You guys are the best. Thank you so much. Sorry if you hear me like swallowing and drinking my water. I'm trying to fight off this cold so bad. Give me one second. I hate hearing people swallow, so I apologize for anyone else who feels that way. Um, thank you guys so much for trusting me with these stories, with your hearts, with your situations. I um, truly, it matters to me. It truly matters to me to be able to speak into them and to answer the questions and to talk to you guys about them. I can't wait to start hopefully inviting guests on and other experts so that we can have more robust conversation. You guys, Kyle's trying to come back to the podcast and I'm kind of like, it's too late for you. Uh, So if you want Kyle to come back, let me know. But right now I'm really loving having it be my thing. You know, I love it. I love it. Maybe he can be a guest. You can be a guest on the show. So this week, I am loving the Spiritual Disciplines Handbook by, let me make sure I get her name completely correct, by Adele Alberg Calhoun. This book is amazing. And if you've purchased my Christian Coping Skills bundle in my um, my store, if you check on the link in my bio, A lot of the Christian coping skills are uh, these uh, spiritual disciplines that I have married with um, scientifically sound calming techniques and breathing techniques. And so I I love this book. If you're trying to figure out how do I connect to God, how do I get a second to breathe? How do I get a second to take advantage of the time that I'm using to get to know myself, to get to know God, the time I'm using to rest? This book is absolutely incredible. Incredible. So I want you guys to grab it. The link is going to be in the show notes. You guys, time is dwindling down. Time is dwindling down. You want to know what's funny? My book is actually available for pre-order right now. Right now. I'm technically not supposed to tell you that. But you guys who are listening, y'all are my people. My book is actually available for pre-order right now on Amazon. The book is called, Why Am I Like This? If you type in, Why Am I Like This? Kobe Campbell, you will find it. So I am ready to get ready to start launching this book out into the world. April 2023 is right around the corner, you guys. It's right around the corner. And it's time for us to gather the troops. It's time for us to share the message of healing, of of trauma restoration, trauma recovery for people who believe in a God who is good, but cannot see how he's good to them in the midst of what they've experienced. 
y'all, this book is something I believe in to the ends of the earth, truly, truly. And so I'm so excited to put it out into the world. I'm giving it my everything and would love for you guys to join me in giving it uh, your everything too. So we can see people healed and we can see people change and we can see people's hearts transformed. So if you want to join my book launch community, my book launch team, you join my email list. And as soon as things get to popping, you'll be the first to know. I appreciate you guys so much. Some of you guys have literally already messaged me. I haven't said anything about a book launch team and you guys are like, hey, when's your book launch team? I want to join. That's how real y'all are. Y'all are writers for real, for real, for real. I'm so grateful for all of you, so thankful for all of you, so just utterly blessed to know you guys and to be trusted by you guys and to trust you guys with my message and my heart. Y'all, we're finna change the world. If you want to be a part of the movement, join the email list. Join it. New York Times bestseller, here we come. I love you guys dearly. I'll talk to you soon. Make sure to check the show notes for the link to the Spiritual Disciplines Handbook. Make sure to check the show notes um, for joining my email list so that you don't miss this upcoming retreat and so that you don't miss um, you don't miss uh, this book launch coming up. My brain is mush. <laughs> I was like, what am I talking about? This book launch coming up. I cannot wait to talk to you guys soon until the circle comes back around. Bye, you guys. Thank you.